0: Hi, and welcome to 5 Minutes of Rum, notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Upthegrove. So, continuing on the Demerara rum theme of episode 8, this episode is about overproof rum, and in particular, Lemonheart 151. Um, I'll compare the new label of Lemonheart 151 to the old label, uh, touch on why this rum in particular is important to classic tea cocktails, and then I'm going to mix up the Heart of Darkness cocktail that was uh, invented by Beachbum Berry and came from his book, Beach Bum Berry Remix, which I think I've now mentioned in almost every episode. So in terms of overproof rum, the like the definition of overproof would be containing a greater proportion of alcohol than proof spirit, especially containing more than 50% alcohol by volume. Uh, so in essence, what that means is anything that would be bottled at over 100 proof or 50% alcohol by volume would technically qualify as an overproof spirit. Um, most commonly, People think of uh, 151 as an overproof rum, uh, but there are others, obviously, by that definition. Anything over 100 proof would be close. So, for instance, J. Ray and Nephew overproof from Jamaica, I believe, is uh, 123 proof. Uh, Smith & Cross, the fabulous Jamaican rum, is 114. Um, And it's actually labeled as Navy strength rather than overproof. Um, And the reason for that is the, the legend goes that the origin of proof as a measurement for alcohol was that uh, when British sailors got their rations of rum in the 18th century, they wanted to ensure that the rum they were given wasn't being watered down. Uh, so they would douse their gunpowder, a little bit of gunpowder, with a little bit of the rum, and then see if the gunpowder would ignite. Uh, if it didn't, then the rum was too watered down and considered to be underproof, um, and then gunpowder that did light would sort of be at-proof. So that was the the dividing line for British soldiers. Uh, today it's more based uh, strictly on alcohol by volume, but a good rule of thumb is You know, over 100 proof would be considered overproof. Um, So what is, you know, speaking in particular of uh, overproof rum, not just overproof spirits, but what is it used for? Um, Primarily, it's used to sort of punch up a drink to make it stronger, um, but better overproof rums will actually be an important flavor element in a cocktail. They're not just extra fuel. So again, Smith & Cross is a great example of something that's a little bit stronger in terms of proof, but really brings a unique flavor to a cocktail. And then... When you're using overproof, you know, 151 overproof rum, um, you're going to get a lot more uh, out of using a Lemon Heart as opposed to a Cruzon or a Bacardi or um, some of the other 151, like the Eldorado. Um, so the other thing that people would use it for is an ignition agent in cocktails served with a flame. So if you've seen flaming cocktails, most people would think of, oh, hey, Bacardi 151, I don't really like that rum, but hey, it's great for pouring into uh a lime and lighting on fire to have a an you know a fire uh, tiki drink. Um, I think that's actually not a good use for Bacardi Bacardi 151 either. Uh, there are some recipes where Bacardi 151 is is good if you're mixing it with other things, but there is a better way to actually if you wanted to use fire in a cocktail. And maybe we'll do pictures and and a fire cocktail in a future episode. But um, the short version is, if you want to get a better flame out of that. Um, And this was a trick that I learned um, from the Bahuka restaurant uh, that used to be in Rosemead, California. And I learned it by way of uh, Martin Kate posting on Tiki Central. But lemon extract, which is very cheap uh, and used in kitchens and is bottled at 160 proof, makes a much better flame that lasts a lot longer. So if you're going to light something on fire, um, first of all, keep an extinguisher nearby. But second of all, uh, try lemon extract instead of Bacardi 151 and you'll probably get better results. So what different kinds of uh, 151 or, or other overproof rums are there? Uh, there's the two that I mentioned before they're not 151. They're the you know the J. Ray nephew and the Smith and Cross. Um, and then for the 151s, there's the ones that are most commonly distributed are Bacardi 151, uh, Cruzon 151. Those are both Spanish style 151, so a drier, crisper um, rum. There's darker 151 like Goslings. Uh, El Dorado also makes a 151 proof rum which I haven't had yet but it looks to be sort of a, more of a Spanish or Cuban style rum um, in that it's very light and I think its primary purpose in life again is to go back to that to ma- punch up a drink to make it stronger rather than add flavor. Um, but the one you want if you're going to have a 151 in your bar and you're going to want to make any classic tiki cocktails you want the Lemon Heart 151. Um, Lemon Heart 151 is a uh, indeed a key component of many classic tiki cocktail cocktail recipes including many of Don Beach's old recipes uh, recipes by Mariano uh, let me make sure I don't mispronounce his name uh, Likudin, Likudin, yes, of the Mai Kai famous bartender from the Mai Tai um, and Ray Buen best known uh, as a bartender from the tiki tea uh, the 34 Zombie, 151 Swizzle the Bulu, the Puka Punch, there's you know, so many more uh, classic tiki cocktails that all feature this particular rum, Lemon Heart 151. You, don't, you can't swap out another 151 for Lemon Heart. Um, and when it's used well, it adds both flavor and a bigger kick to a drink. Um, however, if you use too much of it, you'll end up ruining your drink and probably your night. So talking about Lemon Heart 151 in particular, and um, for the purposes of most of this episode, we're going to talk about what we consider the new label of Lemon Heart 151, and we'll get into that in just a moment. Um, remember from episode eight that all Demerara rums are from Guyana and all the Guyana Demerara rums are now distilled by El Dorado's parent company, Demerara Distillers Limited. So then they take the rum that they produce and they sell it to other producers who make Demerara rums of their own. So this is a Demerara rum blend that's produced by the Lemon Heart Rum Company. Um, I have a, I have a link to them in the show notes. Um, but again, remember this all comes from the same region uh, as the Eldorado Five, the Eldorado Eight, and you know we talked about Eldorado a little bit in episode eight. So um, the most interesting thing about Lemon Heart One Fifty One in the recent past was when it went away. Um, so you know I've already alluded to that this is a, a you know primary component and, a, and indeed a crucial component. If you want to have old school tiki drink recipes, there really is no substitute for this rum. Um, it's uniquely high-powered and flavored. And there is no other overproof rums uh, that match its flavor. All the other overproof rums are really there just to provide more fuel, so to speak. Um, so in May of 2010, uh, Lemonheart 151 started to disappear. And this is the old label, Lemonheart 151, started to disappear from the market uh, once the Lemonheart brand was sold to, uh, I think the name of the the uh, conglomerate is Mosaic, M-O-S-A-I-Q. Um, and there indeed, um, as you can imagine, I'm there was a, a big panic in the cocktail world. Um, this was a pain that I felt acutely as um, around May of 2010 was when I was just beginning to get into making uh, many classic tiki cocktails because in uh, August of 2009 was when I sort of had that big plunge into Tiki Oasis and, and started to get really deep into Beach Bumberry's Berry's books and looking up um, old classic cocktail recipes. And then less than a year later, all of a sudden this key ingredient was about to go away. Um, and so you know, up came immediately hoarding and rationing people going and buying any bottles they could find and, you know, only using it when they absolutely wanted to. In other words, you weren't you weren't using it as freely as you might um, when the supplies were unlimited. Um, and I spent a lot of time that summer checking countless liquor stores for for stray bottles. You know, every once in a while I'd manage to find a, an out of the way liquor store and find a bottle or two. But um, I think back and realize I probably wasted a lot of time in the summer of 2010 trying to find this uh, this rum that I didn't think was coming back. Um, there's actually more, much more to this story. Um, I have a link to a thread on Tiki Central that kind of chronicles this whole um, event from 2010 and 2011. Um, a lot of details on page 10 if you if you go to that thread. So, midway through this process, uh, Ed Hamilton from the Ministry of Rum um, was the one who actually brought it back into the states for distribution starting in 2011. Um, and funny enough, when he started that process to bring it back in, the first thing he had to do was he had to import and clear out some found uh, old stock the the before the you know the once the brand was sold, it was being produced again by the Lemon Heart rum company. Uh, but there wasn't US distribution and they had sort of a, a new formulation. and to get the new stuff in, they ha- first had to clear out the old stock that the uh, I think I believe is the Pernod corporation was was the old distributor before. Um, so right around I think March of 2011, there was one sort of last opportunity to pick up the old label, the fabled old label Lemon Heart 151. Um, and there was another sort of mad rush at that time when those cases got released. I I remember going to high time in Costa Mesa and picking up eight bottles um, when I when I got there. Um, and then by July of 2011, the new label 151 was back on the market after all the old label supply had been exhausted. So uh, Lemon Heart 151 is, as it's, as it's indicated on the bottle, just like it says on the tin, it's 151 proof, uh, 75.5% alcohol by volume. Um, you can find this, um, at, you know, many, you know, sort of specialty liquor stores. I don't think you're going to find it, um, at a local BevMo or whatever your local, you know, sort of beverage warehouse type thing is Well, that's probably a brand name. That's probably not a good example, but, um, better liquor stores have this. It runs about 26 to $33 a bottle, depending on where you're shopping. Um, it's uh, one of those things that you're not going to use. But, well, I'm not going to say that. You might use a ton of it. So it is uh, you know, a little bit more expensive than some rums, but for uh, for what you get out of it, I think it's well worth the money you spend. Um, and simply put, if you're going to be making any older tiki cocktails, you have to have this rum in your bar. Um, you can't substitute other 151s in it and expect the same result. Um, during that time where supplies were kind of low, um, I experimented with different ways to sort of approximate that flavor. Usually it was some combination of Eldorado 12-year with a a higher proof rum. So, you know, maybe some Smith and Cross once that was available with Eldorado 12. Um, I tried Cruzon 151 and Eldorado 12 and you got a little bit of extra body out of it, but it was not a a good substitute. Um, It was just better than using straight Cruzon 151, I suppose. So um, I'm going to go ahead and taste not just the new label 151, but I also tasted the old label 151 and did a comparison against each other because one of the other sort of pseudo controversies once the new stuff came out was you know is this as good as the old stuff you know, there's a certain nostalgia factor for the old stuff um and you know which one is better are they the same are they not the same so i went ahead and tasted both since i do so still have older stock on hand um and again uh sort of how i how i'm tasting rums um sort of broadly sort of uh in impressions as opposed to individual flavors so talking specifically about the new label 151 first um, the appearance in the glass, it's a it's a very dark brown it's not quite dark Jamaican or goslings dark, but it is a very a nice deep color in the glass. In terms of aroma, uh, the new label has you know sort of a, a real depth of sugar when you first smell it and a slightly burnt caramel smell. Um, it's not as harsh or sort of nose burning as you might expect knowing that it's a 151 proof rum. Um, and if you smell it directly from the bottle, um, you get a faint smell of smokiness, which is a, smokiness is a big hallmark of Demerara rums, and I, I didn't really pick it up much from the glass once I poured it out, but I did get it when I smelled it from the bottle when it's you know heavily concentrated. And as far as taste, um, I found it you know really hot on the tongue right at you know at first. Um, it heads right up into your nose and then settles down real quickly. Um, a lot of brown sugar in the first flavor, you know, with a little bit of that sweetness, and then after the heat dies down, um, it kind of goes into a more I don't know how to exactly describe it more of an earthy taste. Um, And then finishing it, you know, immediately feeling the the rum as it goes down your throat, lingers on the tongue faintly, um, and then kind of lingers both in your throat and on your tongue for a a nice long while. Um, It's not harsh, but this is if if this is a rum that you're going to sip, you're going to want to sip it slowly. So then having, you know, sipped the new label Lemon Heart 151, I went ahead and got out the old label 151 for a comparison test. Um, my personal opinion is that you can't tell the difference between the two when you're using them in a cocktail. Uh, I would say try making a jet pilot with each one um, and see if you can tell the difference. I know I, I can't. Um, but when sip both neat, the differences do become more pronounced than I remembered um, when I first got the new label stuff and I did a comparison at that time. Um, the old label is, when you hold glasses of each up to the same light, the old label is ever so slightly darker um, than the new label 151. Uh, And the older Lemon Heart, I think, on the aroma is less sugary. Um, And because the sugar smell is lighter, then the smoky aroma comes out a little bit more and becomes a little bit more of a drier smell when you're smelling it. Um, And again, it isn't harsh on the nose, just like the new label. You know, you're kind of surprised it's a 151 when you smell it because there are other rums that are bottled at regular, you know, 80 proof that would, you know, burn your nose hairs when you try and smell them. And unlike this rum, which is a lot smoother um, in terms of both aroma and tasting. So... Tasting, um, you get a lot of the same behavior when you sip this one compared to the the new one. Uh, the same kind of heat and the same kind of finish. Uh, but I felt overall this was one, this the old label 151 a little bit less sweet, uh, and the finish had more of an alcohol feel. You know, you could I guess because it was less sweet, you got a little bit more of an appreciation for the the high alcohol content that were in there. Um, so I have a link in the show notes also to a video that two people who are much better at tasting rum. Uh, where they sit down and compare that this Ed Hamilton, who was, again, the one who was responsible for bringing back distribution of this great rum into, uni- into the U.S., um, and then Martin Kate, the um, owner of Smuggler's Cove in San Francisco and purveyor of fine tiki drinks, um, they sit in Smuggler's Cove and compare the new and old label Lemon Heart 151, um, and you can watch that video. Again, there's a link to that in the show notes. So sort of to wrap up Lemon Heart 151 specifically, if you're a real casual rum drinker, This rum may not be essential to your bar. You know, if you want to make things like mai tais, and you want to make things, you know, like the um, the outrigger that we made in episode one, or navy grogs, things like that. This may not be essential for you. Um, But if you're going to stock a a 151 rum at home, anyways, you might as well go ahead and get this one. Um, Even if it's not in your local store, you can find online retailers who will ship it to you, depending on what the local liquor laws are for you um and if you're going to be mixing any classic tiki drinks you really have to have a bottle of this on hand. So again it's I would say essential if you're mixing classic tiki cocktails, perhaps not as essential if you're a real casual rum drinker and if you're making, you know, you know if you're going to have a 151 this this might as well be the one. So the recipe in this episode is called Heart of Darkness and it's a Jeff Beach Bumberry original from his Beach Bumberry remixed. Um and sort of if I can paraphrase his description in the book it's essentially a way for him to take his favorite rum, which is Lemon Heart one fifty one, and slow down consumption so that you're not, you know, sort of getting blacked out really quickly. As you might expect, this recipe does a great job of highlighting the rum. There's only one rum in it, um, and that's the lemon Heart one fifty one, but really does sort of, you know round it out with a bunch of other flavors. So a reminder on this one. So um, you're gonna use fresh lime juice only. Fresh squeezed is the way to go, no bottled lime juice. Um, and then the pat there's passion fruit syrup in it, um, passion fruit. Uh, Syrup recipe, if you can make it yourself, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, There's a recipe again from episode three So if you haven't listened to that you can go back um, on the five minutes of Rome website episode three three has the passion fruit recipe The recipe itself is one half ounce of fresh lime juice one half ounce of passion fruit syrup One half ounce of honey mix which again we talked about in a previous episode, I believe but it's essentially a 50-50 mix of honey and water Um, It is three-quarter ounce of soda water one and a half ounces of Lemon Heart 151 Demerara rum, one quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice, and eight ounces or a a cup of crushed ice. Uh, Essentially combine all of those ingredients into a blender, blend it for about five seconds just to give it a little bit of dilution and to get everything together, pour it into a Collins glass, and then add ice cubes to fill the Collins glass. Um, In terms of blender, if if all you have is a standard kitchen blender at home, you can go ahead and use that. However, this recipe isn't that big, so you're not really going to be putting a lot in the, in the carafe of that blender. Um, if you have one of those uh, mixers at home, the milkshake mixers with sort of the the stick sticking down from the top of the blender or a bar mix, you would refer to that maybe as a milkshake mixer or a bar blender. Um, both of those are kind of the the standard for mixing this kind of drink. And the the notion of mixing it with crushed ice or blending it with crushed ice isn't so much to get it frothy, it's just a real quick you know blend of the ingredients, get a little dilution in there and then pour it out. Uh, I think it's referred to sometimes as like a flash blend. Um, and then, again, pour that into a Collins glass, maybe garnish it with a little bit of mint, um, and then go ahead and taste it. Um, I find this, so again, when I drink this cocktail, especially when it's right after I've sipped the 151 Neat, um, the honey and passion fruit and citrus really help balance out the lemon heart. It doesn't hide it, but it sort of moves the the rum out to the edge of the cocktail. So the first thing that you're going to get is a little bit of the sweetness from the, the honey and the passion fruit and A little bit of tartness from the citrus. And then as it finishes, you'll notice that the rum is there. Um, And just like that, you know, Lemon Heart has gone from a a slow sipping rum to a smooth drinking rum. So that's it. Uh, Next time on Five Minutes of Rum, we're going to have an episode on spiced rum, you know, but the good kind of spiced rum. So thank you for listening. Show links are up on the Five Minutes of Rum website. That's number five minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as Five Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe there, rate the show there, or leave a review there. Uh, it'd be great if you are able to rate or leave a review there. Helps the podcast get noticed a little bit more. Uh, the show is also on Twitter as at five minutes of rum. That's the at symbol, number five minutes of rum. Uh, please send in any comments, corrections, feedback, or requests that you have via the five minutes of rum website or on Twitter. And now, go get some rum.